Good evening and welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. Um, well, it's been an interesting month talking about film, talking about black films. And you know, you got to remember in the early 30s and 40s, usually you couldn't mix the cast it had to be either all white or all black and then if you did have black characters they were you know the maids and the butlers and um or the best friend i never liked that i was like you know and as and as a hispanic you know and i see that like i love how a lot of people I know watch Hallmark. Oh, well, there's a few people on there who are Asian or black or Mexican. Yeah, but they're usually the best friend. They're not the central character. And that's what I have a problem with. Hallmark, you listening? Remember, Maya Angelou used to write for Hallmark. Remember that? Remember that? What would she think of the Hallmark channel? I wonder. I remember when she said something. She was talking to David Frost. And she said, you know, I haven't seen a black person on Jeopardy in a long time. And I think by her saying that, you know, come on. <sighs> Maya Angelou, probably one of the most amazing, I think people take her for granted. Um, you know, she directed a movie, she directed one movie. Um, called Down in the Delta in 1998. A really great cast. Um, I love Al- I've always loved Alfre Wooder. I always have. And um, Al Freeman Jr., you know, or is it Al Freeman, you know, was in Malcolm X. A lot of people, if you if you remember Malcolm X, he played you know, uh, Elijah Muhammad. But this is uh, Maya Angelou's only directorial film. Down in the Delta, starring Alfre Wooder, Alfre Jr., Esther Roll, Mary Alice, Loretta Devine, and Wesley Snipes. Oh, yeah. It's an interesting story. It's There's drug use. There's Alzheimer's. The Roots of the Family and Rebuilding. You know, Maya Angelou, I am located in Stockton, California. I don't like to say that a lot because I don't want all of you to come track me down. Um, Maya Angelou had Stockton ties. You know, her mother lived in uh, the Bay Area and, um, you know, uh, I, I knew a lot of people who knew Dr. Maya Angelou. You know, um, yeah, is it is it interesting? My mother went to go see her talk. I, I didn't go, unfortunately, because I was a teenager and, you know, you don't want to go anywhere with mom. <sighs> Dr. Maya Angelou, born April 4th, 1928, died May 28th, 2014. I read I Know Why the Cage Bird Sings. That is such a tough book to read. But you know what? Nobody could write about the experiences that she had, like Dr. Maya Angelou. You know, the fact that she was raped and then she didn't speak for years. And it was poetry that brought her back. 
poetry. Isn't that, that's like if you didn't talk for a long time and singing, and she did sing, singing brought you back. There is a really great documentary about Maya Angelou, and it came out a couple of years after her death. Um, if I can find it. Okay. And, um, yeah. What, what an icon. You know, her son, Guy, tells a really interesting story. First, I, I want to say that, um, you know, Maya Angelou, she did Oprah, Oprah's, um, you know, uh, series one time. And she said something very profound about be someone's rainbow. And she says, you know, I've had a lot of rainbows and I've had a lot of clouds. Okay, the documentary is called Maya Angelou and Still I Rise from American Masters. Check that out. I want to reference that because, oh my goodness, this woman. Her son and her grandchildren, I mean, you know, people would always say, you know, what is it like to be in the shadow? And they said, no, we grew up in her light. And that is very profound. Now, this is a really great clip. So Dr. Maya Angelou knew both Malcolm X and Martin Luther King Jr. Oh, she did. And her son talks about meeting Malcolm X. When Malcolm X came to Ghana, the African-Americans who were there, we gathered around him like his children. And he liked me and we liked each other. I met Malcolm X at my mother's house in Ghana. My mother went out and bought about six chickens, and she rarely fried chicken. And I was almost sorry to meet Malcolm X because the chicken was so good and I had to share it with him. But the thing about Malcolm is, for a person of his stature, for me to ask a question and for him to think about it and then come back with an answer, it captured my heart. And his answers were so phenomenal. We wanted to meet so he could tell us what was going on in the States and what his plans were. And we found out that his quest was to find an African government that would take the United Nations Genocide Convention and make a charge against the United States. African nations and Asian nations and Latin American nations look very hypocritical when they stand up in the United Nations condemning the racist practices of South Africa and saying nothing in the UN about the racist practices manifest every day against Negroes in this society. And, you know, that's Malcolm X and Dr. Myangelo was like, you know, I want to go back and work for him. She did. You know, she, she lived him. You know, I mean, I also it was around the time that he was changing his ideas. I ever had started very early with Mama saying, when you get, give. And when you learn, teach. That would take you all over the world. I used to think I was a writer who could teach. Now I know I'm a teacher who can write. And when I get a class together, I look at them and think, you poor dears. <laughs> you poor little darlings. You think that you've come to 
being taught by a celebrity. I promise you, you'll never work as hard in your life as you'll work in my class. But you'll never be the same either. The theme in my class, all the classes, no matter what I'm teaching, is I am a human being. Nothing human can be alien to me. That statement, if you look under Terence with one R in the encyclopedia, you will see beside his name in Latin, homo sum humani nihila me alienum puto. This was stated by an African, Terentius Affer. He was a slave. He was sold to a Roman senator. He was freed by that senator. He wrote the most popular plays in Rome. Five of those plays in that one statement have come down to us from 154 BC. I am a human being. Nothing human can be alien to me. I tell my students, when you can internalize that, you can never again say when a person commits the most horrific crime, you can never say, oh, I could never do that. You can say, I intend never to do that. You have the same components in you. But if you can do that with the negative, just think of what you can do with the positive. If a human being dreams a great dream, dares to love somebody, writes a stunning book, does an important movie, you can learn from it. You know, I think in these times, and you know, I, I remember when she was interviewed about Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and the fact that we had a black president and she said Dr. King would not feel that well we're we're done now no 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 she said that she says no there's still a lot to be done he would still say no there's still more to be done just because you know okay this happened this is a step this is a step yeah you know um i have to reference um i'm a member of the lnc and um got my patch right here and uh thank you meg and i have to reference mr george strombolopoulos who probably did oprah and george strombolopoulos and um david frost probably did the three great interviews of dr maya angelo where I was captivated, I was riveted. When I was a teenager, I watched Dr. Maya Angelou being interviewed by David Frost. And just the way she spoke about words, I went, and my teenage brain went, oh shit. I like how you, and then to read her books. I remember I had her book and I was working in the library in high school because you could get, it was part of a credit. You either did, I think um, you were a TA or this, and I worked in the library. And I remember the lady I worked with, um, I don't know what happened to her, Miss um, Machado, wherever you are. And she, she borrowed my book and she bound it for me. Well, she put plastic on it to protect it. I was very moved by that. Such a sweet person. And, um, but we talked a lot about books. We talked a lot about literature. And, um, Dr. Maya Angelou, you know, those poems, I mean, and, and, you know, I'm a film person. If you remember Poetic Justice, starring Janet Jackson, Tupac, Regina King, come on. Um, Miss Jennifer Lewis is also in there. Great, great 
Jennifer Lewis. She has a great book called The Mother of Black Hollywood that I'm currently listening to. Listen to it. It's hilarious. But John Singleton, may he rest in peace, directed Janet Jackson, Tupac, and Dr. Maya Angelou in Poetic Justice, where Janet Jackson is basically reciting those words like phenomenal woman and um alone and oh my goodness she's reading them as if they are her own words and it is you know it it is it's not a perfect film but i guarantee you if you watch poetic justice first of all you're going to see the range of tupac as an actor actor okay and then dr maya angelou you know, and Janet Jackson, and um, I, I always felt that Tupac stole the movie, basically, because you know it was a, it was a Janet Jackson vehicle. Um, but in the interview with George Strobelopoulos, Doctor Maya Angelou says, "I didn't know, it, I didn't know he was six pack." <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, um, but she said they were all her children as was George and um and then Oprah Oprah loved Dr. Maya Angelou I love how Dr. Maya Angelou would talk about her when she was first she first interviewed her in the 70s and she says who are you girl yeah you know it was it was great those three interviews I love things that happen in threes take your minds out of the gutter or put them back there but you know we're, we're talking about Dr. Maya Angelou that's another thing I want to take from George Trombolopoulos' interview, no one has ever asked her or said that the former careers that she had and the judgment that people place on that. And she said, well, you know, and I'm not going to play it because I want you to watch it. It is a really, really great interview. And um, when she died, I remember watching that and being very moved. You know, um, she lived as long as she did. You know, she she had a very intense, loving, and very colorful life. Very. She did things that I think many of us would walk away from. But she did them. She didn't need to make any apologies for what she did. She did it. She did it. Um, if When you watch the documentary on her it is very very interesting and as someone you know who i studied her and i still do today and her words of wisdom are so moving they're just so moving and we all find um something behind it you know this is this is from the documentary uh and still i rise uses words uses how are you fine thank you verbs adverbs adjectives nouns pronouns the writer has to take these most known things and put them together in such a way that a reader says i never thought of it that way before mm. it's hard it's it's a challenge and i know many writers and i'm one who says lord are you sure you wanted me to do this when Cage Bird came out in 69, she had no idea how popular and beloved she would become around the world. Yep. What an icon. 
you know, um, she, she lived many, many different lives, many different experiences, um, But I want to leave you tonight. Oh, and she talked about James James Baldwin and, you know, all these great writers that she just loved. Um, yeah. And Okay. The, the recording almost stopped and, and we don't want that to happen. So I will leave you with this from the great Dr. Maya Angelou, wherever you are. In history with your bitter, twisted lies. You may trod me in the very dirt, but still like dust, I rise. I'll rise. Does my sassiness upset you? Why are you beset with gloom? Just because I walk as if I have oil wells pumping in my living room. <laughs> Just like moons and like suns with the certainty of tides. Just like hope springing high, still I rise. Did you want to see me broken, bowed head and lowered eyes, shoulders falling down like teardrops, weakened by my soulful cries? Does my sassiness upset you? (laughs) Don't take it so hard just because I laugh as if I have gold mines digging in my own backyard. You can shoot me with your words. You can cut me with your lies. You can kill me with your hatefulness, but just like life, I rise. Does my sexiness offend you? Oh. (laughs) Does it come as a surprise that I dance? As if I have diamonds at the meeting of my thighs. (laughs) Out of the huts of history's shame, I rise. Up from a past rooted in pain, I rise. A black ocean leaping and wide, welling and swelling and bearing in the tide. Leaving behind nights of terror and fear, I rise. Into a daybreak miraculously clear, I rise. Bringing the gifts that my ancestors gave, I am the hope and the dream of the slave. And so, there I go. That's the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. We end it with Dr. Maya Angelou's beautiful poem, I Rise. As always, unpleasant dreams, but I want to say this. Um, or I want to play it because, you know, this is I remember my friend when we were working about four years ago I was I was reminding of it her it today and I found that I think she'd had a bad day and she says it really helped her to be someone's rainbow you know and Dr. Maya Angelou was all about positivity didn't like when people came into her home and used a racial pejorative or you know a discriminating comment against somebody she wanted everyone to feel love an American song, 19th century, which um, is so great. It says, when it looked like the sun wasn't going to shine anymore, God put a rainbow in the clouds. Imagine.
And I've had so many rainbows in my clouds. I had a lot of clouds. But I have had so many rainbows. And one of the things oh. I do when I step up on a stage, when I stand up to translate, when I go to teach my classes, when I go to direct a movie, I bring everyone who has ever been kind to me with me. Black, white, Asian, Spanish-speaking, Native American, gay, straight, everybody. I say, come with me. I'm going on the stage. Come with me. I need you now. Long dead. You see? So I don't ever feel I have no help. I've had rainbows in my clouds. And the thing to do, it seems to me, is to prepare yourself so that you can be a rainbow in somebody else's cloud. Somebody who may not look like you, may not call God the same name you call God, if they call God at all, <laughs> you see? And may not eat the same dishes prepared the way you do, may not dance your dances or speak your language, but be a blessing to somebody. That's what I think. She was an actor, a singer, a dancer, a director, a poet, a writer, a professor, a lover, a mother, a grandmother, a great-grandmother, an aunt, a sister, a friend, Dr. Maya Angelou. She encompassed so many different things. And on the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast, I talked about her because even though she made that one film, it is a profound film down in the Delta. And her life itself, is a pr- it is a moment. It is a moment to behold and as always unpleasant dreams. <laughs>